0: Well, one of the reasons you come to the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk One O Seven One streaming live at my talk com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer Hello. is because you want to know what we are being entertained by. And when we tell you what we're watching on TV or what we're listening to in the podcast world, we do a little here's what we're listening to or watching live. You you guys watch of television show
1: together,
0: don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's Here's what we're Watching live Or listening to, right? (laughs) Bradley, what are you listening to? Uh, So I did want to
1: just share Because I know we've all been sort of um, You know, looking for things To listen and read of late And one thing that I was um, That was recommended to me I thought I would share It's this podcast called Uncivil Have you heard about it? I have not. Okay, so um, if you're a history-loving person, uh, you're gonna love *Uncivil*, especially. Um, let's just put it this way: if you've been trying to increase your knowledge about our history as a country, specifically around slavery, the Civil War, and how it's connected to today, it's this. This podcast is fascinating, and I will say it's only like technically one season or so. Um, And it was published in like 2018, 2017, 18. Um, It actually won a Peabody in 2017. Um, This particular podcast has a number. Each episode is a sort of specific bite of history as it relates to the time around the Civil War. And it's kind of like they do this cool thing where they're like, we heard about this story and then we decided to dig into it. And it does what every I think good podcast should do, which is to not just tell you history like in this year this thing happened. Mm-hmm. Like that's then you feel like you're in school again, right? And right. who wants to go to school? I mean, you should stay in school, but this this prov- provides you knowledge in a fascinating—I don't want to say entertaining—but in a um, in a narrative way that will keep your Mm -hmm. interests. So that's just a a very like roundabout way of saying it. But like, for example, um, they take the um, let's use one example. So they take that song, you know, the Dixie. Yep. uh, I'm not going to do the song, but like they take that song and talk about its history. And it's totally or it's totally fascinating. They unravel that that seemingly just this is a song that mm-hmm. people listen to and it's comes and everybody thinks they know the story of this song. And trust me, when you listen to this podcast episode, you will realize you know nothing about where the song came from. And they do that in each and every episode with a different chunk of uh, civil war in American history as it regards um, slavery.
0: Um, What what has been the most surprising thing you've learned from it?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, All the things? Like, I mean, it's just each one is like, oh, I learned something. So you learn about... um,
0: I I guess, like, I'm sorry I'm interrupting you really quickly because I guess, you know, the Civil War is a thing that you maybe spend a couple weeks on, maybe, in school, in your history class, and you sort of have a vague understanding of it. Yeah, Uh, And then you sort of quickly go about, I don't want to say forgetting it, but... Only keeping the, the, the cliffs notes of it in your brain. And so it doesn't, It to me, it wouldn't have been maybe a thing that I would have run run, run toward yeah. to learn more about, but it absolutely makes sense in the day and age and the time that we are in right now well, especially- to have a more deep working knowledge of it.
1: Exactly, because I guarantee there are a lot of myths around the Civil War that you need to disabuse yourself of. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people know this history, but a lot of people don't. Um, so, for example, have you ever heard the phrase 40 acres and a mule?
0: Mm, no, Okay. but... I believe that is a phrase. (laughs) It's a
1: phrase, (laughs) Um, and it's a phrase a lot of people know, but I guarantee you don't understand what it really means. And they take forty acres and a mule in the past and present around it, um, and and just connect it to today in a way that will make you think, okay, history is not, and and they are constantly pointing this out. History is not just some dusty old stuff that is no longer relevant. Mm. History is totally connected, and in this particular podcast's context, the Civil War is totally relevant to 2020, and people get, you know, there are some people who are going to push back against that, but... If you have those people in your life, listen to this podcast and it'll give you ways to sort of push against it. Interesting. It kind of reminds me of some of the things that the 1619 Project did over at the New York Times yeah. and that podcast, where it really connects the issue of of slavery and our history and our country to the present day that some people may not um, have been able to do before. It makes mm-hmm. it seem very relevant in a way that I'm sure a lot of people actually... Already found it to be relevant, but for a lot of people didn't. And I learned, I just, I find that I, I connect to the individual stories. So when they're talking about um, 40 Acres and a Mule, they introduce you to people that you can learn about and understand and feel like, oh, now I know that person. And and then it allows you to sort of take that history on in a way that mm-hmm. that will make it real and not just, again, some, like, two-dimensional, dusty you Know, like sitting in your chair during Miss Harmon's history class, way
0: that was the real name of your history teacher, wasn't it?
1: She's my third grade teacher, but yeah, we learned history <laughs> from her too.
0: How many episodes is this?
1: Um, total, let's see, two, four, six. I mean, it's totally consumable, I would say less than a dozen. Interesting, just scrolling through here. Um, it's again, just uh, go to your podcast app wherever you get it. And type in uncivil.
0: Uncivil.
1: And um, yeah, pass it along.
0: Um, I just want to quickly touch on this on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Having nothing to do with learning anything or actual history. Um, I wanted to tell you what The Bachelor is doing because I think I oh, might sure. watch some of this. Yeah. So The Bachelor, because they have no new content to put out and they have to remain relevant and part of, you know, our, our viewing life, mm-hmm. they're condensing full seasons of The Bachelor into one episode. and then, Oh, wow. Yes. Isn't how that crazy? Do that? I don't really know. I mean, I suppose it can't be that hard, right? Because how much of that dumb show is filler? Every single week we would tune in for two hours of nonsense. So they're going to basically like condense full seasons into these like two hour episodes. Oh, that's kind of cool. I know. And they're going to air those um, on, I believe, on Monday nights on ABC. And so, for example, I mean, and the reason why I think I might watch a couple, I might watch the seasons that I actually liked. Like Sean Lowe's season. We were all in on that season. Yeah,
1: no, we were definitely feeling... Like, we kept going back and forth with The Bachelor for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. It's so it's obvious. So obvious. Um, because much of it's problematic. But that particular season, for some reason, we were all in. Um, and it had... What I love about that is, like, I think our all-in status was rewarded by knowing that those two are still together. They are. And they have, like, a blossoming family.
0: Yeah, they have three children. Um, they seem to have a really healthy relationship it is not what we had seen in other seasons oh for sure um anyway that's one of the episodes now here's what i don't know and i should research this just occurred to me i wonder if they're going to play the season with what was his name the farmer
1: oh god chris soul. something tells me something tells me they're not playing that they will
0: um anyway They're going to be so they'll be condensing those seasons and playing those every single week. So like pay attention if you go to the Bachelor Nation page or the Bachelor um, home website, you'll see who else they're going to profile. But I believe Sean Lowe is tonight or this week at least. Um, I just thought that was kind of an interesting way of repurposing no, it's a what they to, already yeah. have. It's
1: a clever way to sort of do it. And, and it's not just because when I first saw the story, I guess I thought they were just playing the seasons over again. And I think the cool thing about this is that it gives, even if you watched the season, mm-hmm. um It gives you, like, oh, it's a two-hour chunk. Like, let me see how they edit this all together. So, like, you can watch it but not be, like, committed for the next eight weeks or whatever it is. Yeah, Right.
0: It's, like, low stakes. You don't have to get all the way in. All right. When we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, AMC Theaters uh, has said they have substantial doubt that they will be able to remain open as we continue to go through this pandemic. And I have a question for us to just sort of chew on on the show are we ready for a world without movie theaters mm. Six? no just us i mean people can call fine six five one six four one one zero seven one. but we'll talk about it after this on my talk 1071 are we ready for a world without movie theaters this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Um, so I saw this headline last week and I thought, well, this is interesting. It just, it just is an interesting sort of mm, view of the way things are yeah. in terms of movie theaters. When we uh, started our stay-at-home orders, I think a lot of people were concerned about the survival of small movie theaters. Um, independent movie theaters. But what we're learning is that AMC theaters is saying really that they've got substantial doubt about their ability to stay in business once movie theaters do reopen. They say, quote, we are generating effectively no revenue. Uh, they've reported uh, first quarter losses between $2.1 billion and $2.4 billion. Uh, so they're saying, you know, even if they do reopen across the country, they'll have to operate at a reduced capacity in order to maintain the social distancing, just like the restaurants do. And that this just does not bode well for them as a company. And it made me wonder, and I was curious, uh, your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Like, are we sort of ready to be, to live in a world? In a world. In a world. Without movie theaters, because I also think that the studios have learned that there is a market for people who will purchase first run movies to be viewed in their own homes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I go back and forth because like I would say a month ago, I was like, this world is going to be totally different. Everything will have changed. We are not going back to any semblance of normal when it comes to. A lot of our social interactions, because this will just have had COVID-19 and the, um, you know, the economic effects of will have had such a huge impact on the way we go about our daily life that I imagine certain industries will just be gone forever Mm -hmm. or totally radically changed. That said, I do also have these moments, and this is not based on anything other than, like, my own anecdotal perception, which is totally flawed and not worth anything in the moment. However, it makes for great radio. I get the impression that, like, that is a very fluid feeling. That is, the feeling that things are forever changed is only going to be there until they're not changed, Meaning, like, as people start to go back to restaurants, as people start right. to get the opportunity to sit, like, I went to the grocery store this weekend. Mm-hmm. The first time I've been in a grocery store, I believe, since the middle of May.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, it, it was trippy, right? But it was also like, oh.
0: Wait, do you mean the middle of March?
1: What did I say, May? You said May. Sorry, I meant March. Yeah, yeah middle of that, March.
0: That's a little trippier. Yeah. <laughs> like, two weeks is like, <laughs> two weeks, I don't know. Don't <laughs>
1: No, no, no. Since um, it was actually probably the end of May ish, March. Oh God!
0: Ah! <laughs> time, time, <laughs> whatever.
1: When it was right yeah. after the shut, it was like two weeks after the initial, like every th- May- Stay home The border. March sixteenth experience, yeah. Um, and I was like, "Wow, this is like r- in the moment." I was like, "Wow, this is really crazy." Also, TikTok, hurry up, get out of here. Um, but I was like, "Okay, I can do this again. Mm-hmm. I'm fine doing this. I'm not." So, and I know a lot of people have done that and they've continued to do it. What I'm saying is I think perception changes. And right now, while I want to say that I I don't feel like we're going to movie in the way we used to movie, right. I'm also open to the idea that six months from now or a year, probably more like a year to two years from now, that could all, we could all be back and movie.
0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple.
1: theaters again like well remember when we thought we'd never do this again
0: right I will say isn't that a funny moment I'm sorry this is slightly tangent but it is still related isn't it interesting how so rapidly we're having that experience of hey remember when this wasn't an issue yeah because even just it was just three months ago where we had heard about COVID-19 we used to talk about it off the air all the time, the three of us. Yeah. In those first couple months that we were aware of it, like, oh my goodness, have you seen this? And but then we were still acting completely normal. Yeah. Sitting in the same room together, doing our show the way we always do. Yeah. And then it's like everything changed and those three months have felt like years.
1: Yeah. And in some ways they happen.
0: Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. D-Bags. We call them D-Bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1. Streaming live. At mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. That name is... D-Bag.
1: Presenting Lord and Lady
0: Douchebag the of the day. day. Who's your D-Bag? <laughs>
1: That'll be careful, okay. Um, it's I don't know if it's Brian Austin Green, but it's whomever sent this dumb story to Hollywood Life by Bonnie, Bonnie Fuller. Fuller, so it's probably a little bit of Bonnie Fuller, too.
0: Have we heard anything out of Bonnie Fuller lately? I mean, I think she writes every day.
1: I mean, in this case, it's an exclusive story, which means what
0: it means the call is coming from inside the house.
1: Brian Austin Green is, quote, struggling three weeks after announcing split from Megan Fox. Quote, he's heartbroken. First of all, can I just point out, I don't feel like um, he announced a split from Megan Fox. I feel like Megan Fox just, like, dumped his behind. Like,
0: literally showed up elsewhere with another man. Yeah, like, bye! And then Mm -hmm. he just put some Instagram posts up about butterflies. Yeah, Right?
1: Which isn't that... Yeah, anyway, um... So, according to an exclusive source who's speaking to Hollywood Life exclusively... That's him. uh, Yeah, this is totally him, because listen to these words. It's been three weeks since Brian Austin Green revealed that he and Megan Fox were splitting up, and the wound is still fresh. He's been, quote, struggling since his wife of 10 years decided she wanted to take a break. I don't think she wanted to take a break. I think she just dumped his ass. Um, He's, quote, definitely heartbroken by her decision... Um, but he's scared of the unknown, Colleen. There's the unknown aspect, says the source. There's that pit in my stomach. I really don't want Megan and I to be at odds. She's been my best friends. uh, She's been my best friend for 15 (laughs) years, and I don't want to lose that.
0: I feel like, okay, so the feelings that we're reading about... (laughs) with Brian Austin Green. I think are very common feelings when you're splitting up with somebody who you've had a long-term relationship with. Yeah. Right? Like he's he's right or at least I mean <laughs> this source is right about the feelings that you go through in a divorce after that long. That said, I don't know that Brian Ost I don't know that we need to all be a part of all of that. I feel like this? there's something manipulative know? going on.
1: What do, well of course, right? You don't drop what do we know about Hollywood?
0: And nothing is real and everyone smokes.
1: Yes. And um when people are in high profile relationships in Hollywood, we call them publishing relationships, Right? Yes. Um you don't talk about your publicationship unless you're trying to do something relative Mm -hmm. to your career, Mm -hmm. generally. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, you're allowed to talk about your life irrespective of your career, but when you're dropping sources to tabloids, you're trying to make hay out of something. And I think in this case, if you go on to read what the source has to say in this Hollywood Life article, quote, Brian loved Megan like he's never loved anyone before. It was really clear to his friends and everyone around him he wanted to make things work. So what is the story based on the like little right. dribs and drabs that I'm sharing with mm-hmm. you or that were shared by this exclusive source to Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller that they are trying to get across?
0: That he was, that he was the one that really wanted it to work and he's the victim in all of this. Yeah. She left, she dumped his sorry behind yeah, um, and got with somebody else and mm-hmm. he was there trying to keep the home fires burning and keep their relationship on the straight and narrow and he never had loved anybody like he loved her and this has been the most awful thing for him
1: mm, poor guy right poor brian austin green Aww. do you feel like in this moment we really need to feel bad for brian austin green about anything
0: i mean generally speaking in life i don't have that feeling about Brian Austin Green um, that I should feel bad for him for any reason. In fact, actually, I'm going to say this, and it might sound rude, but it's just real. I don't often think about Brian Austin
1: Green. Well, nor would you. But in the world of uh, celebrities, like Okay, so this in this moment, you're going to try to get people to feel sorry yeah. for you? I don't feel like this is your moment, Brian. It's a little toned down. I feel like you should just maybe hang out with your three kids
0: mm-hmm. in your million dollar home and be quiet. Well, he does look good in a set of joggers, though.
1: Oh, oh yeah. I saw that, that picture. Right now. Oh, yeah. That
0: picture, oh, okay. he's always wearing joggers. Mm-hmm. And I'm liking mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm.
1: Is it the one where they're taking the food out? Sure. Yeah.
0: And all the other ones around it? Like he just he he rocks a pair of joggers. What else can I say? Oh yeah, they're they're making the paparazzi trip to the Erewhon grocery yeah. store. Mm-hmm. There, there, there they it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's
1: all celebrities do.
0: Go to the Erewhon. By the way, what does that even mean? What does Erewhon mean? Is that a person's name? That's a good question. The name yeah. of that grocery store that very expensive. It's like a bougie whole, grocery it's store. Like bougie Whole Foods, yeah. Right? in LA. I, yeah, I've always been curious about that name cuz it sounds like a pyramid scheme to me for some reason.
1: Hey, do you do Erewhon? Yes, I'm, their candles are amazing.
0: I'm selling Erewhon. <laughs> All right. Um would you like to know who my D bag is? Ooh, this is a heavy D bag. Oh, okay. It's a heavy. Careful D-bag. lift with lift carefully. With, with you know, your legs, yeah, lift yeah. with yeah. your legs. Mm-hmm. Lift with your legs. Um JK Rowling was trending this weekend and oh, a lot God. of people might wonder why she she, and this is not the first time she has done this take a deep breath trainer um this is not the first time that she has uh made comments that appear to be that are transphobic but she um replied to a story uh on twitter opinion creating a more equal post-covid-19 world Et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, the, the subheadline was what implications does COVID-19 have in the global menstrual health and hygiene agenda? Now, we've talked about this a little bit on our show very briefly last week when we were talking about a need for menstrual products. There is a shift to change the verbiage, and rightly so, to menstrual products versus feminine hygiene products, right? Because there are people who identify as trans who may menstruate still and they you know they're but they are do not identify with the feminine piece right so shifting the language well jk rowling tweeted in response to this article people who menstruate i'm sure there used to be a word for those people someone help me out woman wimpund wumud. she was trying to you oh know haha God. so funny get to women oh, and God. Twitter, again, like I said, we are in a place where things get are, are getting pulled out into the light and our BS meters are not having it. Twitter was all over it. And so now there's this whole conversation about J.K. Rowling and whether she should be canceled. And, you know, people asking the question, if you were a Harry Potter fan, do you still get to be a Harry Potter fan? Because J.K. Rowling continues to identify or to out her own self as being transphobic, and there's more to the story, but we don't have time to get into the depth of it. But I just I thought that was a pretty debaggy thing to do, and that's why she is my d bag today. Thank you for coming to my TED talk.
1: No, I mean yeah, like rightly people are calling her out. I do not, do not, do not. Do not understand what leads somebody to go clickety-clack, clickety-clack, transphobia, clickety-clack, clickety-clack, racism, clickety-clack, clickety-clack, like, and, and I think what's, what's, uh, I don't even, again, there's so many layers and places to go Mm -hmm. with this particular subject. It's really, it's really sad that somebody like J.K. Rowling would take this moment, um, to come after, um, Lots of people, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know it's it's hard to to sum it up, but that's just basically it. like why are you using this moment to do that and to then argue with people about it um instead of just understanding how what you did is problematic.
0: She did, I mean, and she's not. She's not having that examination of what she said and how she said it and how it's being received. In a later Twitter thread, she claimed that, quote, erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. She said, I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, This is where it's like, okay, stop. That's the, yeah,
1: that's the like, I'm sorry if you were offended by what Mm -hmm. I said.
0: Mm -hmm. But then she goes on to say, at the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe it's hateful to say so. That's not what you thought. What does that have to do with making fun of?
1: Also, Mm -hmm. I didn't find, you know, it's interesting, like, she gets, she took, she stopped what she was doing to clickety clack on Twitter about a headline that literally just said creating a more equal post-COVID-19 world for peop- people who menstruate. Mm-hmm. And she stopped what she was doing. Right. To clickety-clack her frustration or her bias about that headline. Like, what? Yeah. Like, okay, you have an opinion. Why do you, J.K. Rowling need Rowling, need to stop what you're doing to... Like, put that... Like, you should know better, number one, yep. right? Do better, number two. But, like, to then just, like, go all in on the not knowing and not doing better part just yeah. seems so bizarre to me. Um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But, well,
0: I this is, I think, everybody, everybody has an opportunity right now to consider the fact that they're, number one, they might not be right. Number two, just because you have a hot take or an opinion about something doesn't mean it's (laughs) needs to be shared true and then hit the pause button and shut your mouth and listen
1: (laughs) yeah and then to react to that without like compassion and empathy is far more telling about her character true
0: true um i do want to settle something before we go on we did get this email from meredith meredith says love your show thank you meredith thanks meredith thanks uh the name Erewhon, uh, for that bougie oh, yeah. Whole Foods style uh, grocery store, yeah, it's nowhere incorrectly spelled backward. So the H and the W are oh, backward God. are transposed. Erewhon. Nowhere backwards. That's too... That's too high level for me.
1: That's a lot. Thanks for yeah, sharing. Very, but thank Meredith
0: deep. did the the heavy lifting. She lifted with her legs. Thank you, Meredith. Um, interesting. Thank you. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Chloe Kardashian. Chloe.
1: Oh, Chloe.
0: <sighs> Cynthia Arrivo got under her skin. We're gonna talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, we have to talk about Khloe Kardashian on the Colleen and mm-hmm. Bradley show, My Talk1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer.
1: Hello.
0: Uh, and why are we talking about Khloe today? Well, because um the
1: actress Cynthia Revo poked fun at Khloe Kardashian and her changing Look. Look. Aesthetic aesthetic superficiality. And um she posted this like TikTok video, which, you know Anyway, she's poking fun at her like we all have. Like, Chloe, that doesn't look anything like you. And the fact that Chloe routinely doesn't look like Chloe.
0: I mean, that's the thing. (laughs) Like, this is the weird thing about all the Kardashians, but mostly right now, Chloe is this putting up a picture of herself that, and we're not blind. Like, we all can see. We're like, girl. You don't look, that's not you. And then she's mad at us because we don't think she looks like herself. Yeah. Because that's not what she because looks like. Because that's not what she looks like because we have eyeballs.
1: I know, like, it's not. It's not, it's not hard. But
0: what did Cynthia Revo do? So she posted, I love her, by the way. She
1: posted this TikTok video, which you can watch. And it's not her TikTok video. She just reposted this woman who, you know, is like, you see her in front of the f- like four different versions of Khloe Kardashian's face. And the woman's like, who are these four people I'm looking at? And, and the girl's like, yeah, mom, that's not four people. That's like one person. And she's like, no, that's four different people. Mm-hmm. You, you're telling me that's one person. And the person off camera like, yeah, and clearly not. And it's hilarious. It's just like, it's the thing we're all saying. Like, right. wow, she does not look like herself. Right. Right. Um. Anyway, so she posted that.
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, what's interesting is this story. Okay, so now here's a wrinkle for you. Oh, This story, and I'm going to double check.
0: Ooh, did it change?
1: This story has changed.
0: Oh, I hate it when that happens.
1: Well, but it tells you a lot, right? Because this story had a source in it that said that Chloe um, was just like bummed about why Cynthia Revo, you know, is picking on her. But don't worry about it. She's fine. And that thing has been removed. From this Mm, story.
0: Interesting. Because
1: I'm looking through it just to make sure. Because I wanted to read you the dumb. The reason I found this story um, talk worthy. Is because there was a piece in here that alleged. That a source told Hollywood Life. That Chloe was like why is she picking on me. And I thought that was interesting. Because it also shows that Hollywood Life. Has a direct line to the the Kardashians. That it's not just places like.
0: E Mm -hmm. or TMZ
1: or TMZ Mm -hmm. that are taking, you know, their words um, and then running them through the the tabloido source meter. They reference a previous story wherein a source previously shared with Hollywood Life that Chloe doesn't take Instagram as serious as people think. But we've read we read that story. Yeah, um, because I remember the last time we talked about this. We were like, "Oh yeah, Khloe Kardashian. She's not bothered at all. She doesn't really care. Oh yeah, sure." Which is why she's constantly talking on social media about not caring and
0: clapping back. You to guys, the haters. I think it's time for us all to just admit that the Kardashians are the biggest gaslighters.
1: Oh, for ever. sure. Tell and people what you mean by that. And they're making
0: money off of their gaslighting. So, like, essentially, it's that. They have been changing, all of them, go back and look at an original picture of all the Kardashians and Jenners when they started keeping up with the Kardashians and then look at them side by side with today and you will, they're not the same people. They're just not. But it's the continuing to post pictures and when people say, that's not you or that doesn't look like you, they're like, what do you mean? And then trying to make us feel like, there's something wrong with us for noticing that they don't look like themselves. I found it. I found it. Good, good, good. I found it.
1: Were you done? I'm done. I didn't want to interrupt, but I found the story. Um, Okay. So Chloe Kardashian doesn't understand why Cynthia Revo mocked her new look, but it won't get to her. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, the, um, A source close to the Keeping Up with the Kardashian star shared exclusively with Hollywood Life, uh, quote, Chloe doesn't understand why Cynthia took to social media to poke fun at her, but she feels good in her own skin and didn't even know Cynthia posted what she did. (laughs) Do you love that? (laughs) She didn't even know that Cynthia did it, but she's over here dropping stuff, you know, dropping sources to Hollywood Life. Like, well, then why does she comment on it?
0: Right. Oh, like but she was so fine. not bothered. She feels fine. Don't worry about it. She's, she's fine. Yeah,
1: you know, she just doesn't. She's confident in how she looks. Her yeah. looks have changed over the years, Listen, as do a lot of people's.
0: Can I just oh, say unquote. this? Okay, the picture that she posted <laughs> is beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's it's not, just
0: not her. That's all.
1: That people, see, but that's the gaslighty part because right. they will do that thing to you where they're like, mm-hmm. "It's not appropriate to comment on women's looks."
0: Excuse, Excuse me. me. But when a woman looks like she's not her, you're gonna comment on that. Yes, exactly. Bradley, if I came in looking completely opposite of what I normally look like, I would you say you to you, be like, that's not you, okay? If
1: you posted something and you were like, mm, I'm feeling good or you know, feeling sexy, might delete later. I'd be like, You should delete now because it's not you. <laughs> and you spend too much time on the FaceTune app, calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's not that we're making fun of... People aren't poking fun at her looks. They're poking fun at her Photoshop. And they're poking fun
0: at her thinking that we're so dumb we won't realize that it's not her. And then
1: she comes on to... She is talking out of the side of her mouth to a tabloid like, I didn't even know this happened. I don't know why she would poke poke fun at me, but... I'm not even bothered by it. Like, if your friend said that to you, you'd be like, okay, honey, I I get that you're, like, trying to not let the person get to you, but they've clearly gotten to you. It's okay. Just own it and let it go. Because it's Cynthia Arrivo. She doesn't, like... (laughs) She's just doing what everybody else is doing, and you Mm -hmm. should be grateful that you're in her mouth.
0: Right? Exactly. Holly, you just sent us a picture of Khloe Kardashian. Is that a recent uh, mock-up of her face? Where finish? is this? <laughs> on yeah. Twitter? No, I, sent it, I emailed, emailed it to know. you. This is an experience that's on Khloe Kardashian's <laughs> Instagram right now. Oh. Uh, she posted it on May 28th, so last week, with the caption, The Monday is Thursday ever. Um...
1: The Monday is Thursday ever? <laughs> Oh, my God, <laughs> that
0: is not her. Ew! So, it's just, that is not her. Uh-huh.
1: That is not a human.
0: Again, as I've said before, it's not that these pictures she's posting aren't beautiful. No, it's... it's They're just so, not her.
1: It's so Photoshop.
0: And and don't deny that it's not you. And if it's Photoshop, be like, yeah, I was playing with the Facetune app. I wanted to try on something a little different. It's Okay. So there's another video of her attached by bungee to a wagon what? What? that she's carrying her what? child in while she runs up a hill. Oh, I yeah. can't. Fitness. I don't have time for this. Fitness. Oh, we got to move on. Ugh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, as things are starting to open up, what are you comfortable doing? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 107.